0: can't explain it like the only way i can explain it is like i just felt like something was wrong with me i just felt i felt it i felt something was wrong with my brain that's the only thing i can say there's people who are like 80 years old doing this like you know like and they wanted to go to the top of this mountain and i was like looking around like how is everyone doing this because i couldn't move my legs i knew in my head and no one was listening to me it kept coming up ms so i thought i had ms but everyone was just like don't be silly you're just quite an anxious person jay Brr. and i'm like uh said to me she's like i'm not going to treat you anymore and she was like i really need you to listen to me she's like i hope you have a good doctor and i was like panicking like what do you mean and she was like you're showing a lot of early signs of ms
1: jay ashby welcome to the ms mindset
0: thank you for having me you're
1: very very welcome Uh, first remote podcast i've done so perhaps i have to bear with me a little bit but um yeah, we, I did the last one. Um, yeah, with with uh, um, with Carol, who lives not too far from me. She um, she had a, she's had MS for about three years, so um, it was really good catch up. So yeah, really uh, really excited to catch up with you and, and see how you're getting on. So I um, wanted to start by by asking, um, I guess what your what your experience was like um, during the diagnosis process. So obviously you have MS as I do. Um, it's relapsing remitting, I think, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, relapsing. Yep, yeah. yeah. it was it's so I can't do you know what I thought I was okay you know at the time I thought yeah. I was with it okay but when I look back now I just feel so sad because I was a mess I was an absolute yeah. mess and I think oh, it must have taken me quite a while I'd say the first year was really really hard yeah. um I don't know if that was how when were you diagnosed were you diagnosed 2018 2018 yeah so I was yeah. 2019 yeah um yeah it was just really hard really I I'm just when I think back to it I just it's just so overwhelming and you know when I have anxiety anyway well I yeah. this is the thing I thought I had anxiety when I was yeah. younger in my early 20s but when I like look back that's when I started having my first MS symptoms right so it's really hard to know what is what because i didn't feel right
1: yeah. so do you you yeah. do that now if ever you you feel something or you're, you're not feeling great that you automatically assume it, it must be to do with your ms
0: i do sometimes yeah i think i do do that um i've definitely i try not to but yeah i do blame my ms for a lot of things think oh, it must be ms and i don't really get yeah, sometimes I don't really get anything else checked out so I'm just like, oh, I'm sure it's just my MS, it's fine. But it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I definitely do that. But weirdly, since, oh, maybe not, since I know that I've had MS, like I've got MS, my anxiety seems to have settled a little bit more. I still yeah. get it really badly, but I just feel like I, I thought something was wrong with me and no one was listening to yeah. me. That's how yeah, it was. That's it.
1: No one can really see what's going on. It's one of these invisible illnesses, isn't it? And I think uh, sometimes when you're starting to articulate how you feel and and, and what's wrong or, or that something's not right and you can't really evidence it, you kind of, even if people don't think, you you know, it's just, you know, crazy, they're just saying this, saying that, or that you know, but you, you think yourself, like people mustn't believe me because they can't see it. I mean, you know, what, what are people going to think?
0: yeah that's exactly it and like when i think back to like my really really first symptoms it was always when i was going abroad like because obviously right. the heat affects me really bad yeah um so it actually become a joke like a bit of a joke like so one time i went to turkey and i felt like i had something in my eye obviously it was probably optic neuritis or, or something like that yeah. and it just become a joke like Oh, well, I can see it in my eye, but we couldn't get it out. And it was just like we were going to like the pharmacy trying to get this thing out of my eye, and obviously nothing happened and it died down. Um, and it was quite like painful, like um, and like a dull ache. Um, and then I went to like a few years later when I was 25, I went to Benicassim, the festival in Spain with my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it happened again. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. I always get something in my eye when I go abroad. Like it was just <laughs> thing like that just become a, like a joke and I was like yeah this always happens to me and like, you see like um looking back at the photos you can just see my eyes all red where I've been trying to get yeah. this thing out which not is something, not something that... yeah there's nothing yeah. there to get out <laughs> so it is so strange looking back and like putting all the pieces together because so many weird things were happening and I just I just ignored it
1: yeah <laughs> when always... you don't know what it is and it, it sounds like this weird cocktail of symptoms that don't seem <laughs> to make sense um, yeah. It, yeah, it can be really unsettling, kind of, and confusing. But so, so how long was that period then? From from your diagnosis at twenty nineteen, you saying in your early twenties. Yeah. Yep. Sort of start
0: so, so I think I thought there's something wrong with me at twenty one when I was after uni. I just felt like something was just not not right. Yeah. And I remember going to the doctor and saying like, "There's something wrong with my brain." And obviously, they were like, "Okay, you've got anxiety, you've got depression. Yeah. Like, you just need to see the." Ease, like, move in- along. And- yeah. Um, <laughs> I never took them actually. I just thought I just, I just never took them. And then Definitely. when I was 23 or 24, I think that was when I was in Turkey and I had something first in my eye. And then again, what, um, twenty, I was 25. And then it wasn't until I was 28, I got my diagnosis. Um, and in all that time as well, I was having... I remember like always feeling tired on and off. And I little things would happen like we went to Finland once me Sam and his family and they were all doing this like this snow trek thing and um, there's people who are like 80 years old doing this like you know like and they all wanted to go to the top of this mountain and I was like looking around like how is everyone doing this because I couldn't move my legs right you know I couldn't move my legs properly and I was like why and at the time I was going to boot camps you know I was trying to keep fit and I was like what is wrong with me like it was just little things like that between my diagnosis where I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't know what's happening.
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry. I've That's gone off crazy. on a tangent. No,
1: no. I... I love tangents. I'm, I'm the king of tangents. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Um, ironically, I guess as well, because it, it kind of can feel like you're wading through snow just day to day now when fatigue sets in. Is fatigue something that you typically tend to feel so sort of and on?
0: I do. I'm just, I'm someone who is very, I'm always busy um, so that if I do find it hard, um, slowing down with ms but i've had to and, and i'm yeah. trying to manage it a bit better but when i am really fatigued i mean as you know i just cannot do any i just cannot do anything i can't do like mm. i just can't like it's hard to get in the shower it's yeah. hard to even watch tv even get out but i, I it's just so strong it's it, it's awful isn't it it's just it awful. is
1: yeah and i think it's one of the more difficult things to perhaps to explain to people that don't don't really understand and I suppose it's not their fault they can't really understand it unless they they experience it that it's not just like being tired it is just like you've got this big heavy weight on you that makes everything so difficult even simple tasks like you said showering I think is something that um I mean I got a a ADHD diagnosis last year and I find that with that as well yeah I get quite um quite overwhelmed quite stimulated with certain things and and showering I think seems to be that one so dragging myself into the shower with fatigue and with this sort of real overwhelm is just yeah. it's something that I find so difficult to explain but and, and hard yeah. for people to understand, I guess, when, when, you know, normally it's something that we would just take for granted and it's just day-to-day life, isn't it?
0: Definitely. It's so hard. And it happens sometimes. Like I'll be out and I will feel absolutely fine. And it happened actually the other night when we were out for a, a meal and I was like, yeah, actually I feel fine. We'll go out for drinks after. And halfway through the meal, I was like, oh no, nope. I, I need to go home now. <laughs> like, like it literally just stopped. I was like, I can't even be able to talk anymore. Like I couldn't, I need to go home. I'm sorry if yeah. I'm being rude, but I just and everyone was like trying to be. Like, I'll just have a red, like I have a Red Bull or something, and I was like, yeah. I can't. I need to no, I'll
1: Fix it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I've not... to... caffeine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. I just can't. I can't explain it. Like when I do try and explain to people who who don't have it, it's just really hard to explain, isn't it? It is just yeah. so strong, and mm. I don't think anything helps.
1: No i mean particularly like with you, know, you say you've been, you've been to uni i'm sure there was plenty of uh, yeah. late nights drinking and dancing we all we all know that lack of sleep and and how hard that next day can be but it's yeah, yeah like nothing else and it really can have that big impact on your social life because you know you want to see your friends you want to be involved you don't want to miss out and even yeah. like you said sometimes you think you know what i'm, I'm going to take advantage of this now i'm feeling yeah. all right i'm feeling good yeah. i'm going to do it and then yeah the kind of choice is taken away from you
0: yeah it does make me feel a bit like um so when I've had my really bad tremors that I think you've seen on on my yes. Instagram, they always seem to happen before like Hindus or if I'm going away with a group. And I do think, because I do worry about it, you know, like I worry mm. like I'm okay if I'm with Sam or my family, but going away with a group of girls, I'm like, oh my god, it's a Hindu, so you're gonna be expected to be going out all the time. And I don't know if it's a mixture of like the excitement and the anxiety, but it just seems weird that every time it always seemed to be like a trigger like that, like a handle or yeah. just like going away without Sam where I felt yeah. like I had to stay up or like keep going.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to present yourself, I guess, as one of the girls and, you know, yeah, doing normal yeah. things. And I guess there is a bit of a self-conscious element to it as well because you, yeah. you are, you know, without choice going to be showing a side of you that's quite vulnerable and, and that yeah, people yeah. aren't used to used to seeing. I, I had a similar experience last year, Um, or oh, sorry, earlier this year, uh, went away with some of my, my friends and hadn't seen a lot of them for, for a long time. Um, I, I moved away a good few years ago. And, you know, I think f- for them, a couple of them commented that it was just a real eye-opener for them because, yeah. you know, when you don't see people for a long time and, and with our symptoms, the way that they can progress and, and get worse um, it is sort of yeah, moments like that when you are vulnerable and people do see that side of you that I guess you, you almost protect them from a lot of the time as well.
0: So how do you? I don't know if you're similar to me, but how do you feel about showing people that side of you? Like I feel, I still struggle to show people that raw. Yeah.
1: Like, I try to. Yeah.
0: My I, close friends and
1: stuff. I think it's like a it's it's a weird balance, really, because there is that self conscious element, and I think particularly as a you know a, a young lad and and a dad, I want to show that I can do normal things and I'm I'm just like anybody else. But then I think there also is because like we said earlier, with it being an invisible illness. Sometimes there is a bit of a sense of not relief, but when people do see a sort of a physical representation of like, no, this, this is how rubbish it is. I'm not just sat yeah. being moping, moping around, you know, can't yeah. be bothered to do anything like this is something that's happening to my body and I, I can't control. Yeah. So there is sometimes like, um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of the word right now, but when, when people do get to see that side, it's yeah. almost a better way of explaining things than, than you could yourself, you know, any, any other way.
0: Yeah. I, I i do i I do agree because until I had those really extreme stony or tremors, yeah I think people just thought most of the time I was doing okay
1: yeah um,
0: and it's only again obviously it actually happened so i actually went on a hen do with one of my my shoulder tremor and i was like will out of the in between," as i was like this everybody was like i was Don't literally it like, i was, it was so weird we had to do like cocktail making and then i was just like what do i do i'm like i passing um,
1: them to you to shake so, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was just like yeah it was really great because it's like the making cocktails that day but it was just sort of i remember that was a time where i, I tried to push it that was the first one I ever had and I pushed tried to push through it and but you can see the way people are looking at you are like oh my god this yeah. is bad like how are you yeah. I was like what, what what else do I do and I think I was there for it was only a local like not far away it's only like an hour an hour and a half away yeah. so I tried to push through the first two nights and then I was just like hysterically crying and it wouldn't stop and then I like, Sam just come and got me but it yeah. was only then I would say it's like seeing how people are like sh- reacting
1: it's like yeah you think you might be hiding it a bit better or it's not as obvious and then people do the whole like,
0: Yeah, it's like,
1: oh. (laughs) I suppose it is difficult for the people as well because they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't because it's really hard to say the right thing because it depends on how you're feeling at the time. Um, Sometimes I I get annoyed, well, not annoyed, but like disappointed maybe if people perhaps... Haven't asked or aren't checking in, or like, Are you all right? Is anything you know? But then yeah, when people yeah. do, I'm like, I brush it off. I'm like, no, I'm fine, fine. Don't, I don't, yeah. don't want to fuss. So it's.
0: Exactly. I, do, I do
1: feel sorry for some people. Yeah, it's,
0: I'm exactly it's, the same as you. It's yeah. ha- it's hard. It's really hard, and it's. Yeah. It even though like I feel like the majority of time, I'm, I'm doing as you know, I'm really trying. Like, I did change my diet. I changed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's hard sometimes, and sometimes yeah. you just feel like you're doing the right things, you're resting, you're doing everything you're, they tell you to do. And it's still just yeah. crazy.
1: <laughs> and it's never bad things like, you know, stop exercising, stop exhausting yourself. It's always like, don't drink alcohol or reduce yeah, your sugar. That. or yeah, yeah, it's always the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's always the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. annoying. It
1: really and is.
0: I don't know if you were the same, but i I am like a really outgoing person. I love to be busy. I love going out all the time. Even though I'm in my 30s, like without an MS diagnosis, I still think I'd be like a young, I haven't got kids or anything. I'd be a young fake. I'd still be going out a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Going everywhere. But yeah, going
1: now it's. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And I think. It's interesting with some of the, the, the examples that you've given, like you're talking about traveling away, being away from your partner where, you know, your partner is your safety net because they see the good, the bad and the ugly and, and they will know better than anyone else the support you need at the time. Um, I start to think that there's like such a huge link with stress and obviously you mentioned anxiety or these, these feelings yeah. you know, that, that are chemical in your body when it's things like stress and worry and anxiety or depression that I think has such an impact on your immune system, which then obviously causes inflammation and and it's just a bit of a cycle then, isn't it? Because you then start to worry about it more, starts to make things worse. So I don't think it's, it's um, surprising that it's, it's situations like that where Mm. you do find you get a flare up and you you worry, well, people think I'm turning it on now because I'm with people or this, that, and the other, but then you worry more. Oh Oh
0: my God. It's awful, isn't it? And like, even thinking about now, just bringing it up has made me think, haven't actually been abroad without sam in four four and a half years like so since every time i've meant to go it just hasn't you know like it's just my you know like the stress has just got too much for me
1: you've either said Um, no because you didn't think you'd be able to or you've backed out last minute because the worry and the stress and the apprehension maybe of 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 leading up to it has caused you to think you know I, i can't do this and
0: yeah, it's exactly that. It's just that when I think back to when I was meant to go, I was just overthinking for months and months. Yeah. I was just so worried about everything. And then I associate obviously being in hot places, which I hate,
1: yeah. um,
0: with the eye with not feeling great anyway. So it just was a whole like, I don't like flying. Just Everything about it. it's horrible. So oh, I'm I'm MS very,
1: very <laughs> What what was um what what was uni like then for you in terms of like did did you move far away from home if this is you know quite a key time perhaps as well when you started to notice these symptoms post yeah. uni big change yeah. again coming back from uni being away what was what was that like
0: yeah so I went to uni in Hull um and I'm from Suffolk so it's like four hours away so I went yeah. quite far away um like the first few years or the first like actually those first years I did uni were absolutely fine and I stayed in Hull for another year and just worked full-time didn't want to give up the uni life didn't want to move back with my parents was having the best time (laughs) and just things were happening that were just I can't explain it like the only way I can explain it is like I just felt like something was wrong with me I just felt I felt it I felt something was wrong with my brain that's the only thing I can say um and it was a lot of tiredness um and i just felt sad like really and that wasn't like me i was always a really like happy go lucky person but i just felt incredibly like low um yeah. sad and i couldn't really i couldn't really explain it but it just felt like something inside me was different and because i didn't feel right i was panicking about it and before i was yeah. 21 i don't think i ever experienced any form of anxiety i don't think i did i never was anxious about anything i trusted everyone i would do yeah. anything um yeah, it was just weird. And I remember, because my mum has a thyroid problem. So she has underactive thyroid, and she's celiac as well. So I right. knew it was likely that I would have something maybe running yeah. in the family. So I just kept checking for thyroids, thyroid stuff, really, and like doing blood tests. and But they just kept saying I was depressed and anxious, really. So it was just, they yeah, did a couple you- of blood tests, and that was it. But... Yeah. So after that, not long after that, I decided to move home back to Suffolk with my family. Um, but I would have stayed there. Like I was, I would have stayed away. It was just, I don't know. I just felt like I was getting fobbed off uh, quite badly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, that's times when you need that, that security from your family or that comfort and reassurance, because you know, no matter what, they're gonna, they're gonna have you back and try and help you. So I think it's quite natural. Then you want to come home and, and yeah. Kind of figure figure things out especially if it kind of feels like yeah there's this something's changing something's wrong you don't know what it is yeah. no one's listening to you you're on your own um, and yeah. that's only going to increase that kind of stress and anxious feelings and low feelings because you know, what, what do you do where do you turn
0: i know it just felt a bit so so honestly in my head i just thought i was maybe i was made to feel like maybe i was overreacting maybe i was just making it not making it up but like yeah. it wasn't as bad as i i felt like it was so i just yeah. tried to push through it really for for yeah. years um and when i did get home um i mean doctors they just seem a little bit quicker and things like that but it was always the same thing it was just like yeah. you you're, you're anxious you're you're, yeah. you're anxious and depressed that was all i really meaning, got
1: you know you're, you're living this adult yeah. life it's new yeah. you know you just can't handle it so exactly. You know read this book or take these pills and i'm, I'm sure it'll be fine sort of thing. yeah, yeah.
0: it was just uh, yeah it's just it's so hard like looking back because i was like i couldn't can't tell you how many times i went to the doctors before my diagnosis it must have been and it was always yeah. because again. it really <laughs> was a sick thing to say yeah. I, my brain doesn't feel right people yeah. were just like what are you on
1: about <laughs> it's like if Your leg doesn't feel right or it's hurting, yeah. you go to the doctors, they, they'll you know, they'll prod about, yeah. they'll do some scans or x rays, and, and they'll look at it. But when it's your brain, you say it's it, you know, it's mentally I'm not feeling like I normally do, and there's no real yeah. cause or, or reason for it. It's, it, it, I guess, it does get brushed off quite a bit, yeah. Like and I think, as well, in, in terms of like general practice for, for you know, you, well, yeah, going, going to see a GP or um, when you're talking about conditions or symptoms, um, MS is so sort of there's not enough awareness for it and i think we only learn and go on this journey once we're diagnosed and we think how the hell did not more people know about it and if we knew about it then you know perhaps we would have got things done a bit quicker
0: yeah, definitely. I remember, so I think when I had my really like, big relapse, and when I was 28, when it, what led to my diagnosis. So I remember really clearly, it was like just after Christmas, it was in January, and I woke up one day with completely numb hands. So I just woke up really numb. We had a bit of a heavy weekend that weekend. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A a hangover.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> a weird hangover. I'm like oh, like nearly 30 now or whatever, so maybe <laughs> this is what happens. I can't yeah. feel what happens. <laughs> and then two days after that, it sort of spread. So I then went completely numb, waist down, and my hand stayed. Wow. Um, and again, I was being like thinking, "Oh my god, there's something wrong with me." I, I kept googling everything, and, yeah. I, and obviously, MS kept coming up. So yeah. I, you know, I was aware that could be an option and a brain tumor, yeah. and I think it's all the other stuff that you probably yeah. googled. And I went to the doctors then as well, so I had to go three times in that period um so I first went and said like my hands are numb and I'm numb waist down and they said that it was carpal tunnel thing yeah. but I was like well, what about I my
1: same. I think it's just the numbness in limbs it's like I ah, must be carpal tunnel it's-
0: <laughs> and I'm like well, what about my legs like, <laughs> I was like really and they're like yeah yeah it's just probably that and then they went down the like trapped nerve sort of thing um so they said right go and do so I went to an osteopath before three or four three weeks maybe nothing was happening and then someone said about this really good physio lady who's apparently the best um so i went to her and in the time that i was going to doctors and they kept saying it was anxiety it was carpal tunnel whatever they were trying to tell me they were just bobbing me off um and i went to her and i think it was my fifth or sixth session and i was getting a bit i was getting really anxious now because i was like i've been pretty numb now for about six weeks eight weeks i don't know um and she actually said to me and i'm so grateful and at the time my mom was like livid with this because i knew in my head and no one was listening to me it kept coming up ms so i thought i had ms but everyone was just like don't be silly you're just quite an anxious person jay yeah. and i'm like Ugh. and she said to me she's like i'm not going to treat you anymore and she was like i really need you to listen to me and she's like i hope you have a good doctor and then i was like panicking like what do you mean and she was like nice. you're showing a lot of early signs of ms and then that for me, and like, yeah. I know she didn't have said anything, but I was so grateful. And yeah. I, that was when I had my freak out moments. It was actually before my diagnosis, and I was hysterically crying. And I was like, oh my God, I knew I had something wrong with me. And I remember ringing my mum up crying. Sam was in the car, and I was just like, sobbing. And my mum like, she should never have said that. She doesn't know. She's not like, she wouldn't know that. Like, yeah. don't listen to her. But I was like, but she was right. Like, she yeah. actually no. I felt
1: like she was the first person listening she to you and, and how you felt.
0: Yeah. She listened to me. So for me, that was like my massive, like, that was my moment where I was just distraught. Um, and we do know, I knew a lot about MS, actually. So when I was diagnosed, I knew a lot about MS because my mum's best friend, my mum and stepdad's best friend, and one of my best friends' dads, yeah. so the same person, Um, yeah. he has always had progressive MS. So what right. I knew of MS was someone who is, has full-time carers who... Yeah. You know, it was a worst case scenario. Yeah, it's that
1: stereotype, isn't it, of being frail or in a wheelchair or, yeah. yeah.
0: And he was the nicest possible, he is the nicest possible man ever. He is so lovely. And I've also seen, obviously, what it's done to, or how it's hurt, like, my friends seen his dad like that. It's just, obviously, this is a really long time ago, he got diagnosed, and he was always told it was progressive. But that is all that me and my mum and my family knew. Yeah so I didn't
1: know about different types of MS. Did you, did you know this? No, I I mean, um, one of my friends has, has MS, but it's not something that, um, that he particularly likes to sort of talk. I mean, everyone deals with it differently and um, don't don't see him that much. It's not necessarily something that kind of would just, he would have just talked about anyway. Um, Mm. so yeah, I knew that he had it and I didn't really know what it was. And to me, he, he was always fine. Like we've, we've been on, you know, lads trips again like, or, or nights out on the town sort of yeah. um, going out for drinks. And, and I, I think, you know, if, if anyone else met him, you wouldn't think that there was anything necessarily wrong with him. And, and I think for him he, it's, it's a personal thing he's dealing with and, and that's how he wants to deal with it. So, um, and, yeah. that, and that's absolutely fine. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there wasn't, I knew it was something and, and people had mentioned that actually, you no, know, this is, it's quite a serious thing that he's got and, and it can really affect your life, but, um, it yeah. wasn't t- until I moved into, um, I started, uh, started out as a mortgage advisor yeah. um, so obviously starts to talk about insurances and it was, it was actually when I was doing health questionnaires with other people yeah. and I was like, you know, have you ever felt like this? Do you feel this? And I think, why do, why do they want to know all this? Cause I feel that my, yeah, I've yeah. got that. Well, yeah. The Goog- then did the Google diagnosis and thought, oh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, I guess there isn't, you don't see a lot in, in media, I guess, or, um, in, in t- films, TV, there's not much representation really of anyone with MS. Um, when I guess it affects people in, in ways that I guess you think cancers, heart, heart attacks, strokes, you know, they're that along with MS, they're the sort of four most sort of, um, yeah, yeah, they, they they impact people in the most severe ways, and and are quite yeah. quite a lot of people that suffer with those in in the UK. But it's just one that's sort yeah. kind of never really talked about. So yeah, um, I guess in, in short, I didn't really know. It wasn't until I was starting to think like like you did that it could be something that I've got that I started yeah. to sort of go down the rabbit hole. And
0: I feel like I was really naive. Like I saw obviously my mum, one of my mum's best friends, going through all this, and obviously it was never really spoke about like um as in like what symptoms he actually had it was just like stupidly i just i didn't realize that you got numbness with it and all these things i just thought one day he maybe just couldn't walk i didn't really know i just thought he just couldn't do it and i just had no idea and i get a bit annoyed with myself like because i felt like i should know but you just sometimes you don't like you said with your friend until you're there and you're i don't know
1: unless they want to talk to you about i mean obviously with, with with the types of symptoms that you can get, you know, they are quite personal and, and they do affect you in, in strange and wonderful ways. So it's not necessarily something that someone might want to talk to everyone about. It might be quite private about it. So,
0: Definitely, yes.
1: yeah. 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 So yeah. is it something that you've spoken to your friend about more since you've been diagnosed? Have you had more talks about it? Do you find that you naturally end up sort of talking about it?
0: Definitely. So we sort of did anyway, like we did anyway, like it was always something we, we sort of spoke about, um, and then he was one of the first people that like, when I was getting diagnosed that I reached out to and I was yeah. like, look, it is suspected MS. And even my friend, like seeing his dad like that, we just all, that's all we know of MS really. Yeah. Like we just don't know much else. So we just thought in my head, those early days of diagnosis, it was like, oh, they have said I've got relapsing, but how do they know? Like I was very much like, "Yeah, I don't know how they know that though. Like how, how do they know it's not, um, progressive i was just very much like i yeah. thought that that was how i was going to be and there was no other option for me i yeah. didn't realize that yeah yeah it's so hard
1: yeah so many different like slight variations of it and secondary progressive or there's there's some <laughs> sort of relapsing progressive. that i don't yeah there's even ones that i haven't even properly looked into because yeah um, i suppose it's, it's all just sort of experience based really isn't it and what you what you know from who you've met or Definitely. Or, um, what you've have you found that you've um because obviously you've got a, a, a really great Instagram profile, it's just how we've sort of um connected with each other. Um how how have you found that sort of and I will we'll post a link as well, of course, down yeah. in the comments to make sure people go follow you. Um but how have you found that sort of community where where it's sort of more based around other people that share your experiences as opposed to you telling people or talking to people that really yeah. don't understand?
0: I have got a lot to thank like the Instagram community for because they that kept me all through my diagnosis I was constantly following people with MS even before I knew I had it just to see yeah, how they yeah. were doing um and yeah it it gave me hope when I was you know like a 28 eight year old girl looking through not knowing what the hell my future looked like so I just always thought oh I'm just gonna do it and just post the things that I wanted to see and hopefully that will help one person or someone yeah. and I didn't expect it to get big like you know like I, I didn't I thought I'd get like 100 followers I didn't think it would get like yeah. a, a more for more. you
1: than anyone else kind of you yeah. like a pathetic yeah. thing where yeah. it's a way for you to sort of like a therapy almost but actually it, it will really it's resonate with what you're posting and it
0: helps like it helps me to just get my feelings out and then I just feel like it then gives my friends and family the choice to, they can follow it or they can't they can just follow my yeah. private one so but if they do want to know more about it then they've got that option where they can understand it a little bit more and things like that um yeah. but it's really helped me i have so many people to thank for on in that community like, i've met so many amazing people i've met people who really inspired me and kept me going in my darkest days like i just don't know what i'd have done without finding the people that i have yeah. um i do post things on tiktok but people are a bit mean on tiktok i'm like i'm going know right I, <laughs> it's I not
1: something talk- too much so <laughs> you,
0: you i'm like why are they so mean it's just I don't know. Trolls I prefer Instagram, yeah. but I do still go on the on TikTok. But you get a little bit. um have noticed to get trolled a little bit more on that. Really, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's I like people think that's... you're making it up. Yeah, I that's,
1: that's so frustrating. Yeah, am Sorry weird. that you've experienced that. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another reason for me, I think, to stay clear of TikTok. It's not something <laughs> yeah, I, like... I have an account, and I've yeah, not something yeah. I've really bothered with.
0: It might um, be like. Well, some people might find it fine, no, maybe it's just, Yeah, I
1: don't know. No <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but say again. again.
0: Like, um, I don't know if it's just me or if other people found it a bit like that. But, like, um, I remember the first post... One of my first posts I just posted about, like, this is what someone with MS looks like. And it was, like, me having drinks, with my friends. Like, just like a kind of light-hearted thing. Like, you know, you can... Yeah. This is how you can look. And I just got, like, a lot of abuse for, like, drinking and stuff. And I was like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, how dare you have fun I'm not gonna stop drinking
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still gonna have the odd beer <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, just, I found alcohol does yeah it's one of the things that people kind of talk to you about quite quickly and you you almost expect yeah. it because it's never going to be like encouraged like no alcohol is actually really good for you yeah <laughs> right yeah. Um, but, yeah have you, you still,
0: do you still drink Liam or
1: do you, have you so I used to drink quite a bit um I was sort of one of these guys that you know, really got into his craft beer and started to you know, oh, yeah. really obscure beers from random places. And um, even just before the pandemic, I'd sort of started a little small brewery project myself that I was, I was having quite a bit of fun with and yeah. it's been really good fun to be fair. And um, had a lot of good feedback and it's, you know, some great experiences. Um, then as my pain started to get worse and I found my symptoms were getting worse, I rightly or wrongly started to lean more towards cannabis. Yeah. Um, and I found that I was having a lot of difficulty sleeping. My pain was keeping me up. Um, and then, you know, it's like, like I often say, like, I don't just drink beer. I start a brewery. It's it has to be the extreme. So like with the cannabis, it, it was like, you know, a little bit on a night became more on the night became a bit when I got back from work became, yeah. you know, trying to find a reason to do it. So I probably, I probably smoked like a considerable amount for about two years and then yeah. I'm maybe about four months off it now. Um, which I'm, um, yeah I'm, I'm really pleased with it. it was difficult to kind of shake it shake it off as, as T-Swizz would say um but I'm now like I'm missing some of the benefits of it but um there yeah. are like Don't negatives honest. about it that, yeah. that I, I realize now it wasn't perhaps the right way for me I, other people it, you know it's, it's yeah. different um but because of that I'm now starting to see beers sort of creeping back in so I've made the decision to sort of as I have done on a few occasions in my life and not stuck to but yeah. I'm I'm Stopping the drink for at least a bit, I'm not putting the pressure on myself yet of yeah. saying I've quit drinking um yeah. but, you know, I had sort of a few beers over the weekend as like these are my last ones. Yeah. I'm gonna watch the foot. We have a few beers, yeah, and that's it, so um yeah, yeah. Like, like two days sober which <laughs> isn't I don't think they give up medals for that, but um, yeah, a big, <laughs> <we? it's>
0: <laughs> i do so when I was at the beginning because I, I do love a drink, but I do feel like I've got a bit of um an all or nothing personality sometimes. I yeah. do think I'm a bit like when I'm out, I don't really know when to stop. Like I do, yeah. I do, I'm nowhere near. <laughs> I
1: like relate to that so much.
0: Like I was, <laughs> but cause I've just got that, still that little bit of party going in me where I want to keep going and stay yeah. out. Um, but yeah, I had to, when I did it, I did like three, three and a half months, I think, at the beginning of this year when I was training for my half, the half marathon, where I gave yes. it up completely. Which is amazing by the way. <laughs> Thank you, it was really hard, but it was, yeah. I'm glad I did it. Um, but yeah. for three and a half months, there's nothing, like no alcohol at all. And I found it so much easier to do that. I feel like I'd have to do one or the other. I can't. Yeah. You know, like the odd glass of wine or a beer. I can do that sometimes, but I just, yeah. I just had to, I found it a lot easier just saying completely no.
1: Yeah. I think if you give yourself the choice of flexibility, yeah. if you have a personality that is like ours seems to both yeah. <laughs> yeah. seems to be, similar, you'll, yeah. you'll go with the, the option when it's there, but yeah. Um, I'd like to think that, uh, yeah, I think perhaps I might stumble into, you know, full on sobriety, but um, yeah. I'd like to be in a position where I can just not be wanting to have a drink and, and just knock it on the head. But then when Christmas comes along or if it's someone's birthday, yeah. I can have a few drinks and enjoy them yeah. and then go back to it and, and not, yeah. like you say because there's so many things that we do have to give up or do be mindful of. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, you don't want to just deny yourself of all of life's pleasures and, you know, yeah, just be miserable. Exactly.
0: I feel very, I think we're very, like, similar. Like, I just flip from things a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want to do it. But then when I think of Christmas, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's just really hard. <laughs> people yeah. did ask I
1: know there's lots of great, like.
0: Sorry, Sorry I didn't then. Um, no. I. Yeah, that's fine. People did ask me, like, in those three and a half months when I gave up if it helped my MS. But I didn't feel like it did. Mm um no. But obviously, I, I felt obviously less, I did feel less anxious. I felt I was getting yeah. really long runs in, like I felt fresh and I felt a lot better. But like it wasn't, yeah. still had my tiredness. I still had like my little shake. I didn't have anything else. It was still exactly the same for me. But
1: yeah, yeah, because I I people assume I've done like like you've done. I did did little spells here and there, and I think people are like, well, yeah, give up drinking. That's obviously going to help. And it's it, it, particularly when I was so like into my craft beers and was drinking, probably, you know, I'll say probably I was drinking a little bit too much. Um, yeah. People will assume that if you say, oh, well, it's not, I don't really feel a benefit from it. And you're like, yeah. oh, come on, obviously, you obviously will be, you're obviously just wanting to have a drink, but yeah, it yeah. yeah I think it, it's more so like you've said it, it perhaps allows you to do some of the things that you're trying to do to better yourself a bit mm-hmm. easier. So it's not yeah. making you feel better, but you can run a bit, bit further, yeah,
0: which will exactly. help
1: your MS. Yes. So it's like an, almost an indirect benefit maybe.
0: Yeah that's it yeah i do did, yeah did you always
1: do running um, or is that something you decided to do because of the the diagnosis
0: well it was a bit strange really so it was obviously so when i had my first big relapse it was a, a january so i was obviously on that new year new me i'm gonna start running <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i was like i'm gonna start running club <laughs> um yeah. <like> a little <laughs> one, <laughs> which was like <laughs> 0 to 5k um yeah. and i started that and i started running with them a little bit and doing like a little boot camp and I remember like saying Oh, does everyone anyone else get numbness when they run? Like thinking because I'm starting <laughs> running, like <Yeah>. I always
1: <laughs> that runner's numbness that we all get, right, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like looking at me, like well, what are you on about? And I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, so I always ran. So my first ever run, or I didn't know if I'd like done something at boot camp or something. It was such a similar time, but I've never ran without numbness. So it was a brand new thing for me. So it was all. I was obviously I Had MS unknowingly at the time and I was yeah. running. Um and I just remember like it was so extreme. So I remember like um we're like at boot camp and doing like the little like burpees and my like yeah. where my um my jumper like rid up a bit rode up a bit and so my back was out and it was like obviously freezing cold and I couldn't even yeah. feel it. Someone's like, oh my god, you're like oh, your wow. back's out, like you'd usually just go like that, wouldn't you? And I couldn't even yeah. feel it. I remember thinking like it's
1: completely. unaware. So-
0: it's like what is so bizarre? With <laughs> yeah
1: it's, like, it's weird yeah it's, it's something that you've just almost you just associated with running or exercise it's like this, this is why it's happening or I'm doing too yeah. much I need you know
0: yeah I just thought I just <laughs> wasn't for me exercise wasn't for me like obviously I'm having <laughs> loads of weird stuff happening but yeah, yeah I've never I never ever ran really look, like, never did run before um it's something no. I hate thought I would hate I hated it it took me a very very long time to like it well you know a year probably like a long time I kept trying um I had loads of tears in that I had loads of I don't know what happened I don't know why I just really wanted to run a 5k that was my goal I was like one day I'm going to run a 5k that was just all I could think about and um when people ask me about running with MS I'm like it really did take me a really really long time like it wasn't it really wasn't easy for me um no. but when I did it and I, one day I, I just started to like it and I don't which is crazy when I say that I'm like <laughs> what is, I can't believe this is me I just start to like it now yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's the best thing like for anxiety and stuff it does make me feel so much better
1: yeah. But, yeah, I think that the, 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 there is a lot to be said, isn't there, for exercise? Um, mm-hmm. albeit it's something that we all find hard or have to change yeah. or adapt to to be able to do. But if you can yeah. find that that way of exercising that you do enjoy, yeah. or you at least mm-hmm. begin to enjoy. Then it's yeah. it's really important. I think um yeah, I think you're gonna inspire me to get back get back to it because I've been I've not done anything really for a while. I, I did that I did that one session on the playing ice hockey for like the first time in four years, and it's like I've ticked that off my list now. I was like, oh, I'll just sit down now. It's, it's, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. It is hard. Was so is it, it? The, the, Yeah, it really is. And but I think there is that kind of resilience and determination that we get to try and maybe prove to ourselves or other people that we can do these things that perhaps inspires you to to keep going and, and hopefully you will sort of get into a rhythm with it and enjoy it. And it was the running thing that I think um, it was some of those posts that I think popped up on my feed first. Um, oh, yeah. And that was kind of like a lot of what you were doing. First of all, wasn't it with your page? It was like running with MS and yeah. those sort of challenges. And yeah. Did you get yeah. sort of like quite a good response to that or any questions or things that people I have. Sort of...
0: um, I did. I really did. And people were just like, how did you like, Start running with the numbness, and to be honest, that might have been why it took me so long to get to it, to get to where I wanted to be, because it was like running with a body that I didn't know. Like I didn't, I couldn't feel. I had to sometimes look at the floor and just check my feet were like hitting the ground because I couldn't really feel it. I could only hear it. um And but then eventually, I got some of my feeling back, but not barely. Like not nothing. Not a lot really. Does that still
1: happen now then when you run? Do you, do you find that numbness in the same sort of places? or it Yeah, I'm pretty,
0: so since that first big relapse, my hands are still numb and I'm still pretty numb waist down. And I always remember them saying to me, and I know they will say different things in different places, but they said, if it lasts longer than a year, then it's permanent damage. So I put a little note on my phone, like, okay, I've got a year for this to go. Yeah. And it just didn't go, unfortunately. come back maybe a little bit, but it's, it's just, yeah, it's it's nothing. I, I find it, I would love to know, to remember how it felt like before. Yeah. Like how my body felt because right now it's just, like because my hands are numb when I touch like anywhere, it doesn't, it just feels yeah. weird. Um,
1: yeah, and you can't remember what that sensation yeah, was supposed to, to be like anymore. That.
0: How yeah. amazing. To it's be... <laughs> interesting
1: you say that about the damage because I, I, didn't, I didn't actually know that that, that that was something that they sort of said with the whole, 12 month kind of cutoff because I've always said to people that my assumption was that I've been misdiagnosed and, or I've like, I I either should have been progressive or or at least I'm already on to secondary because I don't understand necessarily the whole relapse and then remittance because any symptom that I've had, I still have, I still get, um, you know, I've, 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 had some DMTs. I've tried a couple, one didn't really work. Had some more activity on my scan, moved on to another. So far, so good, touch wood. Um, nothing new has sort of popped up, but I do find that I still have the same symptoms. And some of them feel like they are perhaps a little bit more hard work. Like the fatigue yeah. I've always had, but it feels, I feel more fatigued, more tired. Maybe that's diet, I don't know. um But like you, one of my early symptoms was my left hand's numb. It's been numb yeah. since um, just before I got married. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't really, I can't remember, like, even though I've got a hand here that's not numb yeah. or that does flare up sometimes, but it's just, I'm just yeah. kind of used to it. And yeah. I don't know what relapse and written, like, really actually means, like, what defines it. I don't, I don't know. Do
0: you think, because when I ask them, it feels like they don't know either. <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> I nurses stuff. Like, this is like, I just don't know how they know I just get confused even more, i'm like hey you're just like me you don't know either do you because <laughs> you're
1: just <laughs> i'm just gonna put a post about it on instagram and hope someone comes <laughs> comes and gives me answers. Like, is this
0: yeah. but yeah they don't seem to give me any like answers that i understand yeah. but i'm very still no. very confused like so is it a relapse mm. or is this <laughs> is this is just normal me. <laughs> this,
1: this is a, a part that we're gonna have to chop up into a clip, aren't we? Or like, if someone's watching on the full thing on YouTube, like, please drop a comment if you do know. But then, uh, yeah, we'll have to <laughs> chop this up and share it, and hope someone comes to us with some answers. Because uh, yeah, like you said, it's <laughs> a lot of the stuff we don't think they know. No. It's just
0: yeah. Know. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> I get, like, really confused. I'm, glad
1: I'm, I'm glad i'm just as confused as you it's not just yeah. like, it's, i don't think it's just me it's
0: yeah. yeah and i do go to instagram and ask people then i get three different answers so i'm like okay i still yeah. don't know then. i just don't know some people get told um yeah. after 24 hours is causing a new symptom it's a relapse but then i was like okay so my i always have had tremors but um yeah well, Obviously, that was extreme. These are extreme. That—that's to me. I'd class that as new, um, where they're just like, no, that's just a flare-up of an old lesion. And I'm like, I'm just so confused. Like, what is new? <laughs> what is? New? What is new? Yeah. Like, I've never had this before. Yeah. It's so so I weird. guess
1: like a new relapse has to be like a new lesion. Then it's it's a new attack yeah. on your brain, neck, or spine. Yeah. But then, because they put. The, do you have like the dye injected in before you have an MRI so they I can see? I don't
0: have that, but some people at Cambridge no. do. So I'm at Cambridge yeah. and at Brooks. Some people do and some people don't have that. So that, again, that confuses me. So I'm like, why do <laughs> I not have that? And some of you do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is it like that the, way the, like, it's to, Well, yeah, it's, it's something to do with like the shadow in it that um, yeah. shows whether or not a lesion is currently active or if it's you've managed yeah. to sort of make it become inactive or does that mean it's not going to happen anymore does that mean it's if you have it again is it a a re-relapse or a a new i don't know know what the terminology is or what it means or why it's different but i guess that's again a sort of summary of the whole thing isn't it like everyone's experiences can be so similar and so different at the same time that it's just a mind i feel like we all need to do some sort of like neuroscience degree just to just to figure it all out
0: it just seems a bit (laughs) everyone i speak to like every nurse i speak to tends to get a different sort of react like reply so i don't really know like i had another thing i had this is just before the wedding lean up to the wedding again i was just quite stressed um yeah, so I've always had numbers, stress, guess, yeah sometimes on one side of my face but then i started having it all on the other side of my face and I'm, i've had it one side so yes. they're telling me it's a different symptom on the other side but then they did like the scan, right. MRI, and stuff and it's all clear
1: so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so that doesn't saying, seem to make sense either.
0: Yeah, so they're like, it's a relapse. It's a relapse if it's a new symptom. So it was. They said it was a new symptom, and then they were like, yeah. the scan's clear, so you haven't relapsed since October twenty nineteen, <laughs> which is what I go by because I don't really yeah. know. But yeah, I'm <laughs>
1: just. <laughs> so it's it's uh, an old new symptom or new old a new old relapse or yeah. Yeah, like, that's crazy um, so I really awesome. wanted to ask you as well actually I'm, I'm glad you kind of you, you, you've touched on it again there but what was it like trying to plan a wedding um you know during, like knowing the symptoms that you have and how stress can perhaps indicate them because I got a lot of my symptoms sort of leading up to the wedding um we just sort of bought a house the year before and obviously trying to save money and moving and stuff's quite stressful. And then it was I uh, stupidly proposed and they made a bloody wedding to, <laughs> wedding to plan and that was stressful. So <laughs> I think, I think perhaps if stress is an indicator of it or an influence on it, then yeah. definitely that was uh, yeah a good, a good reason why, but that, this all kind of my diagnosis and stuff was all after all that had been sort of you know, yes. all, all finished. So what was it like trying to stay organized, trying to stay positive and, and not worry um, when you're when you're living with MS,
0: it was hard. It was hard, like this, and I mean, I I really mean this. I had to plan all year for my Hendus for my wedding. I had to 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 it. For, uh, maybe it was obviously I know, like my track record is I've missed uh, I tremor when Hendus happen. Apparently, <laughs> it was just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really was yeah. like trying to keep well for those. Um, it, it was just hard, and I really did have to have a lot of rest weekends and i had i spoke to my yeah. boss at work cuz i was like i don't want to push through any any sort of fatigue which sometimes i would have done this year yeah. i was like this is the year i need to be well so i did notice yeah. that i had a lot more time off work it seemed to be every two months i tend to have maybe like three or four days off just because i would yeah. be quite fatigued um so i just took it when i was tired and they were amazing with me i was like i I just don't want to push through it i just don't i don't want to get a tremor i don't want to be ill um i planned everything ridiculously like i was so organized like annoyingly so but that meant (laughs) before everyone was getting annoyed i feel like no one said they were getting annoyed but like sam i was like we need to do this now and he's like do we actually (laughs) you know i was just like no we need to do it now (laughs) Yeah. That's really annoying.
1: Yeah. I um, need to do it now. I need to get it done. I don't yeah, I was it.
0: like, I need to do this. <laughs> um, like again with like bridesmaid dresses and things like that. I was very like on it. Like everything had to be done so early, and um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was stressful. But then the week actually before our wedding, so but two weeks off. So we had the week off before, and I I done so Sorry, much. Was that
1: on purpose? Then was that? Did you take that week off?
0: Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, just
1: to not just prep. Pram- uh, plan but also to try and get your body you know calm and exactly yeah be stressed like,
0: yeah. i had to i just so i just like, i could have a few lay-ins and stuff like that i even got like a so I got um we paid extra for someone like who was a stylist to i told her what i wanted and just paid her to like do all the there is the thing what's called i can't you know my brain's kind of funny she's like a wedding stylist and then on the day she was yeah. doing like helping get everything in order and she said, so a week before, she sent me over, like, the final bits sheet or something, and I just filled it all in straight away, like, everything. And she was like, you, yeah. you don't realize how organized that like, you are. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a week before, there's you <laughs> still outstanding, because I just, like, did everything. I was like, no, I need it yeah. gone. So the week before, which is the best thing ever, like, me and Sam ended up having, like, really nothing to do. Like there was nothing oh, to I do, see. so we had that week off before the wedding. So we went to the seaside, we went out for meals. Like it was so nice, and I so glad that I did prepare early on because yeah. it meant I had such a nice week before the wedding. Like I, li- I had, I wasn't stressed, I wasn't. Yeah. I actually felt really calm. Yeah, so, so
1: great. <laughs> it's almost like an advantage, isn't it? You think most people's lead up to a weddings, incredibly stressful and yeah. arguing or, you know, causing all sorts yeah. of drama. But then actually you've got to spend some really nice quality time with your then fiance uh, yeah. to, you know, enjoy each other's company and, and do nice things and relax. And I think that, yeah, yeah that, that seems like a really, you know, something that everyone should try and do if they're organizing yeah. the wedding, just to take in that last moment of, uh, of the buildup.
0: Definitely. It was I'm happy. I know that there was a time so Sam will probably he's in the other room. So if he comes me, he'll probably hear me in a minute. But he was definitely getting <laughs> he was just like with the best men and groomsmen, I think there was something they had to do and then it got they didn't do it. So I was like, right, I'm putting a group chat together and I'm gonna put them all in there and I'm gonna sort this out. So I was like, Don't <laughs> you look mental. it's is like poor, five months before the wedding. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Bridezilla <laughs> over here.
0: <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good though,
1: like, like you said. You just sort of realize what you needed to do, realize what you wanted to do, and, and just you know were so on the ball with it. Because I can imagine for some people in the same sort of situation, you know, you can sort of succumb to it, perhaps, or you think, I don't have the energy for this. Just sod it I don't yeah. care anymore. Just it'll be what it'll be. But actually, you know, from some of the pictures that I've seen and the clips that you've shared, it just looked like an incredible day. Was, um, and loads yeah. of fun and i think you know you had so many uh you know people in these i don't know, we'll call it the, the ms instagram community yeah. uh you know cheering you on and so happy for you so big congratulations because it was yeah we were all really really happy
0: it was a um, it was just an amazing day i mean it just took there was a lot of cancelled plans there was a lot of time off work i went like you know it wasn't wasn't easy it was just yeah it's it was worth it though planning it that early I think
1: yeah it was good yeah I think that's that's something that I think you perhaps for anyone listening it's something that you can perhaps take into any other aspects of your life that there are if there is something significant or you know that's important to you that preparation is Mm. is really important I always always use the term negotiating with your MS so it's like right I want to do this so I'll stop doing this and I'll I'll, add this bit in here and I'll make sure I've done this by this day. And, and then yeah. can you leave me alone for, <laughs> to enjoy yeah, this, please? And definitely. I think that's really a really, really good way of doing it.
0: Definitely. I do feel now, and I knew, this, I know what I'm like. So I, I did expect this to happen, but now the wedding's out of the way, I'm like, I feel like I've taken on too much work. Do you know what I mean? I'm, work, I'm, I'm overworking a little bit. I'm pushing through some fatigue yeah. here and there. So I'm trying to bring that back in after Christmas, I think. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm yeah. just a bit, so I've worked two jobs so I have two jobs and I'm just always working and I'm a bit of a workaholic, I'd say and I just need to rein it mm-hmm. in a little
1: bit <laughs> yeah listen to your body rest yeah. when you need it not trying and, to try and do yeah. too much it, it sounds like you're, you're, the, you're the type that almost needs a distraction away from you how you're feeling in your MS and it's almost like I'm too busy to feel so tired I'm too busy to yeah think about this too much so i'm just going to distract myself and i guess that that can be a bit of a coping mechanism perhaps for you
0: it definitely is i think you put it on nail on head really it, it definitely is i think because sometimes when i stop i you know that's when it's quite overwhelming the fatigue isn't it sometimes if i just mm-hmm. stop yeah. and like have a chilled weekend so i could just i would just sleep yeah. and do and i do know i need yeah. that but yeah i push through yeah
1: too yeah i think you do you do need to allow yourself that time yeah. don't you but um, no, I'm the same. Like I, I've got two young kids, so I'm up when they're up. You know, I'm up and out of bed. Um, but we you know, <laughs> do try and <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah it, it's tough with the, when the, with the fatigue. But my wife's great in that she, um, you know, we will try and give each other a lie in every you know when we can fit it in so that yeah. we can rest. And I I often find that if I sleep in and rest, I feel worse when I get up yeah i just feel so slow and sluggish and even like heavier and more tired that actually sometimes just getting up and getting on with it is just the best way to kind of perhaps build up a bit of momentum maybe
0: yeah i agree i do agree i get like that sometimes and but then there's yeah and then when you get the really like the worst sort of fatigue it just it doesn't even matter about anything does it you're just like literally i'll do what i'll do something
1: (laughs) yeah I'm gonna lie here. I'm gonna lie here, yeah. and I want to be left alone, Absolutely please. <laughs>
0: but
1: um, well, there's another, what, another couple yeah. of questions. That are, oh, sorry, go on.
0: Oh no, I was gonna say, what is it? What was it <laughs> like? What is it like being a parent with MS?
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. tough, and um, I think, like you've said, from from planning the wedding, it's you just have to. Plan things in advance and be. They say that kids thrive off a routine, um, and it's the best way to get them, you know, um, to to overcome certain hurdles or 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 um, what, the, what the word is, but like milestones, I guess. Whether it's like potty training or yeah. you know, getting them to get into a sort of sleep pattern, it's it's um, it's all about routine. And actually, I think that really lends itself well to you mm-hmm. as a parent as well because if you can get them into a routine, then you can kind of be in that routine yeah. with them. And yeah. you know that, right, if they're going to go to sleep, like we, we have the same um, bedtime routine every night now, we'll take them up at the same time, um, bath, uh, PJ's on, read a couple of stories and then get them down to bed. And I know that, you know, as, as the day's getting on and I'm getting more tired, I think, right, mm-hmm. it's only an hour or it's only an hour and a bit till, yeah. till bath time. Um, and then I can have a bit of a rest if I want it. Um, yeah. And the same when it comes to like right we're going to go out we're not going to just lazy around the house today let's go and do something so we plan yeah. what we're going to need you know what am i going to have to factor in perhaps and i guess even if you're not talking about it as a as a group um yeah. you know or well, as a group but like if kind of going into detail with your own sort of expectations i think knowing what you're doing and having a bit of a, a plan and or a, or a um something to look forward to or yeah knowing what's going to happen when I think allows you to accommodate, to negotiate with those symptoms. And and you just have to know that perhaps you might, you might overdo it at some point or you might need a bit more rest. And, um, and and again, Stevie's really good at just saying to kids like daddy needs a rest, just leave him alone for a bit now. Just never sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really good. Um, And I think they they sense it as well. Sometimes when you need that pickup as well, like if you are just sluggish and slow, like they'll just jump on you and you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. You just, you know, you're having, you're having fun with them. So Um, I certainly wouldn't let anything like MS put you off, uh, you know, starting a family if that was um, something, you know, married couples and starting families together and things like that. Um, It's just something that I think, again, you just need more thought perhaps or or preparation. Yeah. Yeah, I'd mind. I think
0: it's amazing. Like, I do follow a lot of um, people on Instagram with children, and I just think it's amazing you're bossing it because it's it's hard it's so hard (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. you'll find the whole like um you know like night feeds and and things like that if i'm I'm saying like it's not a family but uh, you know i think people that are students have kids and stuff the whole like night feeds and sleep routines at the start are really tough but actually if you're used to feeling knackered all the time you're actually all right with it. Cause it's just sort of, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel any worse than I do anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, got a little, a little bit of a, a perk, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm always knackered. So it's, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. There were a couple of questions I wanted to ask before, um, before I let you go. Um, I, I'm trying to sort of ask everyone that I'm, that I'm going to be speaking with. Um, and, and first of all, it would be, what advice would you give to yourself? Um, if you could go back to sort of as you were or, as you were getting diagnosed or whilst you were experiencing the things you were diagnosed with, what kind of, yeah. sort of what, what would you think to say perhaps to them?
0: So what I would tell myself then, so the first, and I mean, I guess it's very normal to be feeling like this. I was so fixated mm-hmm. on the future and what my future would look like. I I just, everything I did, like I was so went in centre parks on our first, it would get away together and I've like, been diagnosed for three or four months or something. And I was just like, just, I don't know, like, looking at, like, where the disabled toilets were. I don't know. I was just looking at just the tiny little things. I was just very much, like, uh, I was just really, really worrying about what, what what tomorrow might look like, what a year might look like, what might four years look like. I was so fixated on it that it was just making my anxiety so much worse. Um, and now, I will be honest, I don't really think about what my future looks like at all. I just take every... Yeah. I just live so in the moment now. And then obviously if something comes up and it affects me, I'll deal with it there and then, but I just don't fixate on what could be because I'm like, well, this is me today and this is what I can do today. So I try and live like that now, but that was hard getting, getting there, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you don't want it to think like you're not burying your head in the stand. You're not mm-hmm. ignoring it. But you yeah. are Just embracing what you can do now and the things that yeah. you enjoy, you're making the most of, of any yeah. any every and any opportunity that you that you might get. Exactly. Well, I think that's really sound advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these these answers might be the same, but I, I would also I would um, be interested to know what you would what you would tell someone who is newly diagnosed. Um, what advice you might give them that perhaps it's something that's helped you, or again something that perhaps you worried about at the start, like any sort of. Thing.
0: Yeah so it probably is a similar answer to what I just gave but also I so the first year of my diagnosis I lived my life exactly as I was I was like I'm not changing I had to obviously you know it's not my body wasn't the same I had to make changes um but I felt like I always tried to do everything at once so it's like right I've got exercise I've got to do this I've got to do this and it doesn't work like that like so what I found worked for me, and again, it's a lot of trial and error, I feel like the vegetarian diet has really helped me. So I yeah I stick to that. I know that that's something I feel like, obviously, the walking and running, I think that's helped me. I tried to go vegan. I couldn't do it. Like, there was other things I tried to do, and I do it. I just couldn't. Yeah. I tried to give up. Vegan is tough. It.
1: It's tough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I couldn't do everything. <laughs> so I tried yeah. to maybe, yeah, every year maybe not every year like however long between things if i think i can improve something a little bit more i'll try to but i don't do everything at once because everyone's telling you so many different things you've got to do this you've got to do that this will help this will help and it's just trial and error
1: it's
0: so overwhelming it's so you just don't know what to do like and everyone's different aren't they so
1: no, you're I mean, absolutely right. I think that's, that's great advice to be, to be fair. Because yeah, yeah we, being that everyone's experience, everyone's symptoms are different. Some things may work better for other people, but yeah. Focusing perhaps on making sure you're doing some sort of movement, some exercise, yeah. thinking about the things that you're putting into your body and your diet, but not trying to do it all in one go, you know, start small, little changes, small steps. Um, you know, a good friend of mine always says that little bricks build big castles and I think that's it. It's the yeah, whole like, you'll, you'll get there eventually, won't you? And yeah, I think that's yeah,
0: great advice. That's it. I think that is it. I think it's just so overwhelming at first. And you you're I think one half of you is like, I don't want to change. You know I'm young. I want to stay yeah. how I am. And then there's like the other half, like, you need to do everything they're saying. <laughs> do everything. Like
1: <laughs> You need to do it now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so hard. It is so hard. And I I feel like my darkest, darkest days were in those that those first six months, I think.
1: Yeah. I think that's normal isn't it like you're at the start of this unknown journey um but yeah other people perhaps knowing now that there is some light at the end of that tunnel there is a a, a great life that you can live um you just sort of got to figure it out
0: yeah you just got to figure it out that's it every uh, everything works differently for different people and it's it's really hard to figure it out but we're still all doing it aren't we like when we're talking earlier like
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and another great point as well there, there is like an ever-growing community of people who you know are living with uh some version of the same thing that you have and we're all kind of here supporting each other so um you know I'm really grateful to you and, and everyone else that I interact with on, on on Instagram and on YouTube because um yeah it's really empowering isn't it and um I'm, I think it's hopefully it spreading some some positivity and some hope
0: Definitely, I've loved this. If you ever need
1: me to talk again, I can talk for ages. I love it. <laughs> <It's> really, really <laughs> definitely, nice. Definitely, well, <laughs> I have mentioned to a couple of people about perhaps doing um, like every now and then, like a few of us jumping on, um, doing like a sort of like a group chat, sort of uh, hangout, yeah, be like loose women. It? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'll definitely uh, definitely keep you on the list, and we'll then, we'll definitely have a catch up soon. But really appreciate your time. It's been lovely talking to you. And, uh, and hearing your story so uh yeah. And I'll, yeah like i said i'll be sure to um to post your instagram uh link in the description if you're watching on youtube it'll be flashing up on screen as screen as well so oh, yeah, make sure everyone uh, goes, and, goes and follows you but thank you so much no
0: thank you i've got loads of questions to ask you now i need to like cause i want to know more about you do, <laughs> <laughs> to do <laughs> Cool.
1: i'm a mystery yes we'll save that for the next episode yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay thank you so much
1: really appreciate your time uh chatting with me today and yeah, yeah thank
0: you, thank you.